yourselves for an evening filled with paranormal, special guests, interviews, haunting stories, creatures of the unknown, and tales that will chill you to the bone. Brought to you by the UPRN Network and Pittsburgh Paranormal Society. Take a walk into the night with Sean Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Into the Night with Sean Kelly. How are you today? Um, I'm doing great. Uh, usually my show is on Tuesday night um, on UPRN Radio 105.3 uh, from 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central to midnight Eastern to 11 o'clock Central. Ah, what a beautiful day. Uh, this is uh, new to me. Um, being on a Wednesday, but you know what? I'm okay with it. You know, it's great. So for all you people out there that um, have never seen my show or ever talked, you know, you want to get to know me a little bit. I'm going to share a little bit of yourself, myself with you. And then um, what I'd like to do is just go and talk about paranormal investigating and how I got into it. Uh, again, my name is Sean Kelly, and uh, this is my show into the night. I am the founder of the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society, which was started back in 2006 here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And so um, how I got it was I was up in Gettysburg, PA, February of 2006, and I did one of them ghost tours, ghost walks that they have up there. And I, I, I got fascinated with it. Now, the tours up there, they're mainly uh, urban legends or stories that were told from, you know, for a long time, you know, coming down through the years. And uh, I don't know, it, it intrigued me. So the next day, I went out to um, Rite Aid. 
And um, I bought two of those cameras uh, that, you know, that you get off the shelf and then you get the pictures printed. And I was so excited. And I took my pictures, went to all the haunted locations there uh, in Gettysburg. Took, what was it, 48 pictures or 56? I forget what the number was. But, um, so I was really hurrying up to, you know, go and get them, you know, <clears throat> published. You know, not published, but, you know, to see what I caught. When I got the pictures back, I was... A little disappointed because I didn't catch nothing. Um, I didn't even catch a norm, you know. But I will tell you this: I got a nice, a lot of scenery shots on it, and um, you know, I caught some dew, caught some mist. Um, the mist, you know, not so much. A lot of people think that um, mist is like ectoplasma, which means the spirit is moving. But this was a different type of mist, okay? Um, it, it was natural. It wasn't, um, it it wasn't that real intense uh, type of, you know, mist. So, but what was the cool thing about it was um, it, 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 it intrigued me. And so I kicked back and... Um, and at that time, TAPS came on, I do believe, in 2004. And so Paranormal Investigating was just starting. And uh, so I was sitting up at a restaurant one night. And, you know, I was talking to my friends. He was a waitress. That was Carmen. And I told her what I did and what I wanted to do. And so she was all for it. And we started the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society, March 6, 2006, you know. And, you know, when I first started, um, well, when me and Carmen started it, you know, we couldn't find really any anybody else who would uh, want to go online. So there was this uh, app on, on our phones and I just said, I was looking for some paranormal investigators and just to go out to a cemetery, you know, do, you know, urban legends, uh, different legends of places that could be haunted. And lo and behold, um, my first group, was, we had about not 15, 20 people. You know, I didn't know that there was a lot of um, people who were interested in it come to find out there was a lot of people interested in the paranormal but a lot of people especially the people that were in my group um at the beginning okay you know and i asked them i said um how come you never reached out to people why didn't you go out investigating yourself and the first thing that came into their mind uh their mind or what they told me was they didn't want people to think they were nuts or crazy you know, and I'm like, well, I'm here, so let's go. And so I remember our first investigation was Westland Cemetery out here in Monroeville, PA. And um, the story behind Westland was there was a bunch of kids that's, you know, that took this lady's uh, gravestone. And they threw it over the hill and they broke it. 
Well, the lady's name became the, the ghost that was out there roaming, looking for her headstone. Uh, her name was Walking Rosie. And, and we've seen her. You know, it's funny because uh, it's a big cemetery. And you would actually see her. And then, you know, being young, dumb, and stupid, you know, especially in the early part of paranormal, we all ran over. But in the blink of an eye, she was gone and she'd go to another part of the cemetery. But that was the, the very first one. And I remember to this day, you know, and that's what, 17 years now? I remember Carmen, it was funny, we went to, uh, we were taking pictures. Because, you know, even though she wanted to do the investigating, she was a little nervous, a little scared, you know. So wherever I went, she went, you know. And uh, so she, you know, took my camera and started taking pictures. And the very first orb that we caught out at that cemetery was an orange orb. Okay. Now, there is a restaurant here. Uh, a chain in Pittsburgh and Ohio, I do believe. I'm not sure if it's down in West Virginia either. But uh, what happened was uh, they have smiley cookies, okay? Two eyes and a little smile. Well, this orb, this orange orb that we caught on, on film, it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't smiling. Honest to God, it looked mean. It was like looking at, you know, looking like at us like, why are you here? Why are you taking pictures? You know, and to me, that was the very first picture she caught with my camera. And I pray that I still have it somewhere. Okay. Um, and then, and then we went from there. Um, but so to explain to you what it's like being a paranormal investigator, all right, um, it's long. Uh, you do a lot of driving. You go to many places. Um, and if you can sit in a room, pitch black, talking to someone, who might not be there. It is long, it's drawn out, and uh, that's the one thing that I had to get used to was, because we did a lot of houses. I'll get, later on in the show, I'll get into that. But it was like um, just sitting there and snapping pictures, you know, breaking out the K2 meter. You know, the K2 meter to me is... Um, the best piece of equipment. Um, what it does, it picks up electronic, electromagnetic, you know, fields. Um, it, a lot of electricians use it, okay, in order to go around when they go into a building, uh, when there's a big uh, fluctuation of energy, uh, the K2 lights up from green all the way up to red. And so you have to remember that spirit, okay, is pure energy, right? So what we would do with the K2 meter when we would go to a building, go to a house, all right, um, 
we call what you what we would do is call the base reading, which we would walk around the room with the K2 off to see if there is any spikes of any type of energy, EMF energy. And um, and so say like we walked around and, and you know we didn't get no spikes. So we would sit down in a room on the floor in chairs and we would start asking questions. Are you a spirit? How old are you? You know, because um, we also had the piece of equipment that I really enjoy is the EVP, where you can actually pick up a ghost spirit, whatever you want to call it, voices. Um, but you, even to this day, you know, and I've been around for a long time, I still can't figure out um, how it works with them talking, you know. Um, I have never debated with my other paranormal group friends, you know, who have their own paranormal groups, but, you know, it just can't, it, it's hard for me um, to understand how they're talking, okay, but you can't hear them, but when you play back the uh, recorder, they're talking, and uh, so... That, that was the biggest thing for us was the EVP and the K2 meter because back in 19, back, no, I'm sorry, back in 2006, um, like I said, ghost hunting wasn't really big, okay? And so um, the, the cameras, the video cameras that we used to use were the VHS cameras, you know, the real big ones that were heavy. We had to stick a uh, VHS tape in it in order to record and then uh, digital cameras started to come on. And it was funny because my first digital camera was a four-point megapixel. And it did its job, you know. Um, it wasn't the real, you know, professional ones, the popular ones, you know, at the time. But at, at the time that we started, you know, it, it, it was the best thing out there. Now, all of a sudden... As time went on, they came out with cameras that had 12 megapixels. <laughs> and when you got a 12 megapixel camera, okay, oh my goodness, you were like, you know, the cream of the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? It, it, it was something. But the pictures were definitely a lot better, and you could actually catch more um, different things on on that camera. But uh, all I know is that it, it, it was fun, you know, and I, I, I just wanted to continue to do it. So October of 2006, we actually were asked to go to a house down in Elizabeth, PA. Now, that, that was huge, okay, because all we were doing was cemeteries. All we were doing, you know, is urban legend places, Green Man Tunnel. If you want to look these up on the internet, it's called Green Man Tunnel, uh, Bloomis Road, you know, which is very, very, very creepy. <laughs> very creepy, and I have some stories to tell you about that later on in the show. But, um, so we went to the house, and we didn't know what we were doing, okay? Um, so we set the cameras up. 
and we did an investigation and it was crazy because we got a lot of paranormal we got faces in in the windows um we got a couple evps that had some strange noises on it okay and uh this lady uh it was a marina all right so it was big property real big property and she got a place over there part of our property they called it the back 40 all right and we we went to the back 40 and oh my goodness i'm telling you what there was so much not negative energy okay it was more like a sad energy um and we did a little history about it you know i looked it up a little bit and it was like at that time at that part um of the mon valley in elizabeth pa um there was a big fight between not you know settlers and native americans there was a fight between native american tribes you know and uh it, it was crazy really 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 crazy and speaking of elizabeth you know um a lot of people ask me now you have to remember right uh here in pittsburgh and what we're really really you know known for are our three rivers you got the ohio you got the mon mon monica hill i can't say it the monica hill you got the allegheny and that leads right into the ohio okay and so a lot of people ask me right where is the most haunted area out there in pennsylvania you know, and I, I was like, you know what? A lot of people expected me to say Gettysburg because you got to remember back in 1863, July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I do believe it was over 50,000 people, guys that died, got captured, whatever, you know? So there's a lot of sadness up in that area. But to me, okay, the most haunted place was near in the Mon Valley. And when I mean the Mont Valley, I'm talking Elizabeth, Denora, Shalleroy, um, those places down around the area in the Mont, Mont City area, the Monica Hill area. To me, that is um, the most haunted place in Pennsylvania. Because at the time, everything was down by the river. And... Um, and so there were a lot of battles between settlers and Native Americans and Native Americans versus Native Americans. You know, so there's a lot of history down there and a, a lot of um, sadness and a lot of spirits. Um, and, and the reason why I say that, and especially up at Gettysburg, if you ever go to Gettysburg. All right. So you have to remember, we have all kinds of emotions that are inside of us. Okay. We've got anger, fear happy all kinds of emotions so you're in a battle okay and all of a sudden you know you're going to get shot and you know you're going to get killed okay what happens all the energies that you have in your house in your body right i call it the house whatever it's the body right all that energy that comes up it comes up into one big ball okay and when you get shot and die, that energy has nowhere to go. 
okay so they're stuck right where they're at where they got killed you know and um they're just like what happened where where am i at you know some of them didn't even know they were killed but in gettysburg especially you know all that energy you know you, you read on in, in on google and you look at youtube videos uh different soldiers um you know that were back in civil war era and it it's just like i believe them them videos you know what i mean um it's repetitious you know uh, there's another name for it, residual residual hauntings there's a ton of residual hauntings in fact let me explain what a residual haunting is to you okay a residual haunting is um let's say you're at gettysburg okay and you're standing you know on the battlefield we'll say Saks cover bridge okay and then all of a sudden you see a spirit walking right towards you and you're like oh my god there's a spirit but it walks right through you okay and you're like whoa what's going on here what is going on and so as the spirit walks through you okay so you, you're just like completely like wow dumbfounded that's happened to me up there i got dumbfounded and so what happened was like 10 15 minutes later the same spirit will be coming walking right in front of me you know and through me and so in our in our field we call it residual haunting it is because that that spirit is stuck in we'll say july 2nd 1863 okay and it honest to god doesn't know that we are there it's just stuck there and a lot of places a lot of history places that we have and, and not just in pennsylvania i'm talking down south and in atlanta savannah down in new orleans anywhere there was a where there was a war okay especially during the civil war there there is a lot of residual energy okay and um so i experienced that and i thought it was you know really crazy you know and when i asked somebody about it you know and i'm new i was new to this i didn't really understand it and someone would explain it to me what a residual was and you know what okay i'll accept that answer and so what it did was it made life a lot more easier for me knowing that there's sometimes a spirit will not even know that you're there and, and so we consider it residual now um there's also intelligent hauntings too okay now there is some spirits out there that they know that they're dead okay and they know that they can talk to you they know they can you know drive your uh, world crazy um a lot of a lot of hauntings that we did you know we did a lot of houses and at that time you have to remember okay there was a lot of scary movies out there and there was a lot of scary tv shows that everything was demonic okay and you know what 
I would have to say 98% of the time that the house that we would go to to investigate, okay, wasn't demonic, all right? Maybe it was just a very, it wasn't, not maybe, it was an angry spirit. And, and I'll, I'll explain to you. Okay, now say like I passed away, all right? And you decide to come in and buy my house. Well, there's this pink polka dotted wallpaper on my wall that I really liked. And then all of a sudden you come in and it's like, that got to go, that wallpaper got to go. And so you tear down that wallpaper. And if I'm still in the house and it's my house and it's my wallpaper, I'm going to be mad. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I by moving your keys, you know, making loud noises, um, throwing pots and pans around. You know, it's crazy. You, you, you know, there were some places that we did investigate, right, that the owners kept saying that there was a lot of pot and pans being um, thrown. But they'd get up and go into the kitchen. And you know what? None of the pots and pans moved, you know. A lot of spirits would just sit on, you know, on their steps, looking down at the people when they would walk up, you know. And, and so, yeah, most of our investigations had to do with people remodeling the homes that they were in. And so the first thing, you know, when I, when I would get their phone number, they would send me an email and they'd tell me their story, what's going on. And then we would talk on the phone. And the first question that comes out of my mouth was, um, are you remodeling? And they said, yes. And I said, that's probably the reason why you, you see all this activity. And then they come back and say, well, someone told me it was a demon. And I'm like, no, it's not a demon that's doing this to your house, okay? What it is is the spirit that used to live there. You did something to his house or her house that you did not like. And so they're just, you know, expressing themselves to you on, you know, you are destroying your home. And then a lot of people say, well, it's my house now. I said, yes, it is. I, you know, I would tell them, yes, it is your house. And I said, you know what? You got to make a deal with that spirit. You know, you, you, you can't be afraid of it. You know, you can't share said uh, no fear to it. But, you know, believe it or not. The ghost can understand you when you talk to them. They really can. Um, so what happened was I said, let's sit down and talk. Yeah, you know, you might think you're looking at me and you're thinking, this guy's crazy. But yeah, I am. But it worked. Okay. It worked because, you know, I was like the mediator between my client and the ghost. And I was like, you know what, dude? And I'm here talking to the ghost. I said, listen, this is their house now, okay? And they promised to really take care of your house and to take care of your property. Just please leave them alone. And then my client would say the same thing and say something different. And here's what's the craziest thing about the whole thing. I would get emails or phone calls a month, two months, three months down the road, and they would say, my God, everything just stopped. 
they said our house feels lighter now you know there's no more of that really bad negative energy so as, as long as we sat down and we didn't talk to the ghost okay um usually it worked out all right you know then everybody got along now i will i will tell you that um a lot of the houses that we did go to okay you know especially brand new houses you know these housing plans they got out um we were in one area pen trafford and uh we actually investigated three or four houses out there and it just seems like everything was happening it was like ghosts would go to house to house to house you know but it was it wasn't okay it wasn't um in Penn Trafford, there was a rev uh, revolutionary battle up there, Battle of Bushy Run. Um, it'd be cool if you can run, you know, Google it. And uh, there was a major battle between the British, the French, and the Indians and all that. But that housing plan wasn't too far away from the battlefield, okay? And so with all our investigating, with all the information that we got through our EVPs and our pictures, um, it wasn't so much their dead grandparents were, you know, haunting the place. Um, it was more of the people who, like the settlers, before they actually built the houses. So a lot of the activity that we got was from just the people who were there before the houses were built. Uh, there are some houses that we have gone to out there and, you know, we just tell them, well, this is what you're dealing with and there's nothing that we really, really can do about it, you know, but we can tell you, you know, they're not demonic, okay? And, and that was the biggest thing that really, really, you know, irked me a lot was everyone thought, you know, everything that was happening was demonic, and it wasn't. It was just a spirit that was angry because you were destroying their house. <laughs> they thought you were destroying their house, okay? But also, you know, there were some investigations that we did do at houses, and, you know, it wasn't really friendly. I mean, there were some really bad ghosts in the house, you know? And, um... I'm not going to get into the stories about it so much, but, you know, it was a tough time, you know, dealing with them, but eventually we did. We would usually ask them to call a minister or a priest in, or um, I would ask my angels to help them clear the, clear the place out. And, and so uh, it happened, okay? And, and it would happen, and I really do want to share this story with you. Okay, but before I share the story with you, I have to tell you that the intelligent ghosts that are out there, okay, um, if you were a bad person when you were alive, you sure as hell are going to be a bad person when you're in spirit. Same way if you were a good spirit, you know, you're going to, however you were when you were alive, that's what you're going to be usually when um, you pass. So I got an email from this lady. Okay, this was back in, I want to say 2010. And uh, 
she sent me an email and god bless this girl i got her phone and we talked on it and she was saying um my little girl is talking to people who are not there and so i said the little cave will be over so the story goes um her daughter now this house is old and it was back in built in the 20s or 30s it was an old um steel mill house or coal mining house whatever but um pittsburgh is basically for steel right we have a lot of steel mills down there and so um we went to the house and the mother said to me you know i was uh downstairs and my little girl was upstairs in her room and i wasn't hearing anything and i got nervous and she walked up to her, her daughter's room and as she opened the door um she goes hi mommy i want you to meet my friend johnny quote unquote while the mother was looking and there was no johnny uh-uh and that kind of like freaked out her mom and that's how they got a hold of me in my group and so uh it it, it was hard there was uh, a lot there was like six or seven ghosts in that house like five women and one man and this one man was a mean person and he kind of controlled those other ghosts that were in the house okay and and so spirits are smart and uh, what i'm telling you is so true they are so smart that somehow they will start manipulating things in the house um again throwing pans or uh making sure that you know you're there and so you can call somebody to come in and help them well i guess we were supposed to be there and of course i took care of the bad person you know uh, and my angels did and everything was clear after that but this ghost actually controlled all the other ghosts of all the other women ghosts that were in the house okay and the only way that they could slip by this guy is by sending that little boy and talking to that little girl proven proven story proven proof you know now you might think wow this guy is like really nuts i'm not i'm not nuts i'm just telling you the truth you know well i've been with um there, there's so many stories that i could come up and tell you about you know and every story that i have is very unique okay those are a couple of the big stories that we have right but you know and it's like we did a lot a lot of places a lot of businesses a lot of houses but for me the best place to go is to a cemetery okay first of all you have to remember that the cemetery is hallow ground okay so nothing evil can get into that cemetery and that's what's that that's what drives me crazy about you know the shows and the movies and whatever they got um <laughs> they they portray evil and great it, bull it, it, it's hollow you know and you, you know what else is cool about it if you do run into any uh ghosts or spirits or any type of paranormal activity well you, you can't say where did it come from 
You know what I mean? I remember one day, it was Christmas Eve, okay? And I just broke up with my girlfriend. And I was like really, really, really depressed. And so, you know, I had to go to my mom's friend's house and pick up some cookies. And so on the way back, I stopped up at the cemetery. Again, this is a true story. And I went to my father's gravesite where he was buried. I got out of the car. It was cold, very cold. And I just stood over his uh, grave where he was buried. And I wished him a Merry Christmas. I said a little prayer. A little teardrop coming out of my eye. Okay. And when I looked up, I saw my whole family who has passed, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. And they were just looking at me. And they were smiling. And along with my dad. And to me, I just felt the love, pure love, just coming from there. Coming from them, pure love, you know. I wasn't close with my aunts and uncles, nor my cousins at the time, who had passed. But I felt the love. And I felt my dad's love, you know. Um, that's another story. You have to tune into Into the Night, my show, on Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. And um, I will probably talk about it. Um, so yes, spirits do exist. Um, and I will take that to my grave, probably come back and haunt you. <laughs> That's fun. But, um, all I know is that, it, that I've been in the business since 2006. It's been 17 years. It was 17 years of fun, okay? And during those 17 years, I've had over 100 people in my group. And a lot of them would leave my group in order to start their own. Some succeeded, some didn't. But I don't judge them on that. I mean, I really believe you know, whenever somebody leaves you, okay, or what are no longer part of your life, that it's okay because they were only supposed to be part of your life for a certain amount of time, then it was time to go. And so I had a guy, Jason, who was my techie in my group. And he went and he started his own group. My friend Tara, you know, she, you know, I had the, it's called PPS Butler Chapter. And um, this past Saturday, we were up at some kind of convention for oddities and stuff. And I spoke there and she spoke Sunday. And she changed her group name. And you're asking yourself, well, why would they want to change their name? I said, because to be honest, I'm straight up, 17 years, I'm going to retire from paranormal investigating. Okay. I also enjoy going gold prospecting. Okay. 
Um, I also want to drive and go places, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, after I retire, November 1st is the day I'm going to retire from paranormal investigating. Um, and I closed up the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society paranormal group. Okay. It did, it did, we did what we had to do. And to be honest with you too, you know, I got burnt out. I got burned out a lot. But you know what? That's okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm think I am going to write a book. Okay. And I'm still going to have our uh, Facebook page up, Pittsburgh Paranormal Society, just in case someone needs to reach out to us uh, to find out um, what we're doing and, you know, how we can get in contact with other paranormal groups. But um, I'm okay with it. I'm not sad, you know. I just feel like my time is up for it, you know. So now what I can do, I can go do my gold prospecting. You know, I, I, I really want to continue um, my uh, podcast, my radio shows, my podcast. I, I want to get more into that. I feel like I can do a better job by, you know, explaining myself on podcasts and radio shows and stuff like that. Um, I also am a co-host uh, on, on Tuesday nights here on UPRN Radio 105.3, okay? And they are, we are on from November, and it's called Chasing Prophecy. And that's with Jenny Nicasio um, and Jason, who was my tech, I and Petro, he was my tech who started his own group, which I'm proud of him. And John Ventry, who was really big in um, MUFON. And then right after Chasing Prophecy, my show comes on, you know, into the night. So if you're not doing anything on Tuesday nights, okay, and, and if you want to listen to two awesome podcasts, okay, please, you know, just come on to the UPRN radio talk radio, uh, YouTube, or, and, and just, our shows are, are there. It, you know, lately we've been getting a lot of new people, in, you know, checking out our shows, and, it, and it's great. It really is good. Um, so I want to thank Jenny, because three years ago, she got me into this. She sent me a message, and she said, do you want to start a podcast? And um, I said, yeah, sure. And I mean, when we started out, it was rough. Really, really rough. Um, but eventually, we were, um, you know, kind of led to uh, UPRN, Joe and Michelle. And, um, and after we got here, you know, everything just took off, you know. And... Um, Joe's a good, you know, owner, producer of the, of the show, and um, so is Michelle. And I enjoy listening to their podcast. Um, now, on Chasing Prophecy, you know, we, um, we're not really 
into the ghost all the time. We're more into UFOs, aliens, you know, cryptids, you know, things that are like going on in the world now that nobody can explain. We always have good guests on, you know. Uh, now we had, uh, what, yesterday we had Carol Oakley and she's a psychic medium. And um, my God, what a woman. She's great. I mean, her energy that she just like, you know, it radiates in Zelly, you know. And if you're in Pittsburgh, you know, um, she's going to be at the Casa Field up there in uh, Westmoreland County, I do believe. Um, eventually I'll get it right. But it's coming up in October. Um, for me, okay, um, I did that oddities, you know, convention. I spoke there. Uh, this Sunday, I'll be in the Penn Hills Library. And I'm going to have a roundtable talk with my friends, with uh, Drake Bowman, who's uh, the Oakmont Paranormal leader, and a couple other people who have their own groups. We're going to sit down for two hours, and we're going to talk um, paranormal in front of people. So that, 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 that's going to be interesting. I like roundtables when I talk. Uh, situations when I can talk with other uh, different other groups and different other people in the paranormal. And then on the 23rd, I do believe I'll be down in the shallow PA at 10 Secret Treasures. Uh, there, there's like a big Jackie uh, Rhonda. She uh, has a big, you know, psychic medium you know, show uh, people to my two or three psychics down here, and um, they do readings during the day. And then at night around 11 o'clock, you know, this is like my 10th year doing it. Um, we actually take people out and do a little investigation at the antique store. You know, it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. And usually it's the same people we have each year. And, and we got to know them. You know, the, the people that go there. And on the 29th, I have 28th and 29th, um, I'm going to be at the Marcos restaurant down in Uniontown. Uniontown has a ghost walk. Um, and that, that, like I said, you're going to have to come over Tuesday night and watch my show into the night at 11 p.m. because that's a whole different ballgame there. It's great, you know. And then... After that, I know that I have to be with Drake over at the Carnegie Library in Homestead on the 29th. And we're going to hold a big in investigation for a bunch of people who want to go. It's really cool. Uh, the last two years, it wasn't, we couldn't do it due to certain situations that kind of, you know, kind of like held us back. But you know what? Um, I've been to a couple of them before, and they're great. Well, you know what? It's getting kind of close to the, you know, I call it the witching hour. We call it, um, you know, we call it that on Chasing Prophecy. And I hope that you enjoyed yourself tonight, um, listening to my, you know, listening to my, my show. Um, and again, 
if you you know want to if you're not doing anything on a tuesday night my show is um 11 p.m to midnight on uprn radio talk radio um then there's chasing prophecy that starts at 9 p.m to 11 then my show 11 to midnight and i just want to thank joe and myself for me to have the opportunity time in order to spend an hour with you guys tonight um you can if you have any questions that you want um you can always go to the pittsburgh paranormal society facebook page and you can leave us a message there and uh there um you know even though um it's i'm just staying in the group um the, the page is there so if you have any stories that you want to tell if you need any help you know just send me a message and on that note and this is what you know this is my ending pittsburgh pennsylvania is a beautiful place and it's very very haunted so if you're ever in pittsburgh you know check out some of the places that are haunted and there's a lot of good people here you know a lot of good investigators but leave me a message if you're in coming into town leave me a message and uh maybe we can hook up and i'll take you to a couple places that you might want to investigate here in pittsburgh but parents if please go to your children and give them a hug and children please go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them because those three words i love you goes a long way Israel right now we need a lot of love especially from our families and on that note thank you very much for listening to my show and um next tuesday 11 to midnight eastern time come on come to the show and then i'll have we can talk again so on that note good night happy hunting thank you